I think that it just might be you too. Um, okay, cool. So does, do you have any questions uh, about the material first? No. Okay, um, good. So what I'm going to do here, um, Kim, this, it's, it's okay if I go over your stats right here, right? It's fine. Okay. So, um, Barb, did you did what? What do what do your numbers look like here? Have you been have you, have you been keeping your numbers? Barb, you're on mute. We can't hear you. Yeah, just stay off mute now because it's just two people. We can just kind of okay. more... no. I, mine were fine except for one right after I ate a um. I think it was an hour or two after I ate a, a biscuit with jelly on it. Okay. So. All right, and what when you ate when you ate the biscuit with jelly? What happened? Um, it was one forty-five at one point. Um, okay, and uh, are you a pretty clean eater? Is your are you pretty I clean? Am. You are okay. I, I am most of the time. Sometimes I go, you know, get crazy. I go a oh. week crazy and a week good and a week. And I started yesterday. I'm planning to just stay good because I got to do something to get well. Yeah, right. Okay. So I guess my my question, my my answering that question or asking that question is, do you think prior to the this four-week challenge that you had higher glucose levels and now you put your diet in and now they're less? Maybe. Maybe? Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to go over these numbers here. So Kim here generously allowed, allowed me to show these numbers here. So Kim, let me ask you, what's your thoughts on, on your numbers before I tell you my thoughts? Um, some of them aren't bad. A lot of them are not the best. Right. Um, seeing what my dad's was when he, when I helped him do his compared to mine, mine are better than his, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, you know, my dad, so, you know, yeah, um, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same respect, it's if I don't do something soon, they're not going to be like they're going to end up like my dad's, basically. Yeah, right, right. So, um, so one of the things that I look at this right here, like when I look at all these different numbers here, is in my in my viewpoint, you have a pretty significant dysglycemic pattern, and I know that you've had like metabolic problems for years and years and years, and I believe that this is a huge factor. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Like for example, here, like this on one eighteen, this bedtime of two two ninety or yeah, two ninety one. Um, like if you get a reading like that ever again, just double check it because I'm not sure if that's okay. legit or not. I mean, what okay. did you think when you saw two ninety one? I thought, well, that was really high compared to the rest of the rest of the day. But again, I didn't do it. I misunderstood. I didn't know. I just did breakfast, you know, breakfast, but I didn't do lunch and I didn't do you know dinner. Mm -hmm. before so that was the first day i did it which was what two One, 118 it, yeah yeah 118 which was when um wednesday okay so last wednesday was when i first started because that's when i got everything was tuesday and then mm -hmm. i started it wednesday wednesday morning but i didn't understand i needed to keep track you know every time i did it right okay so then i thought well maybe plus i was trying to figure out the meter because again yeah it's a learning curve you know, it's a learning curve, and my dad didn't have a meter for years. He just had the little thing you put on your yeah, arm. So right. I'm like, how do you do the meter again? Right. I don't remember. Yeah. So it, to be honest, I think it was a lot of error 
because I didn't quite know what it was doing. Yeah. And I figured it out by the end of the 18th. And then on the 19th, I kind of got the hang of it. Okay. And I, as I was doing it, I'm like, man, I hate this. I don't ever want to have to do this on a permanent basis because it's right. a pain in the butt. Yeah. But yeah, it can be for sure. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that we can glean from these numbers and the people on here. And then eventually the people that are going to be re-listening to this. Um, so anytime that you have this number, like this whack number, like 291, just always, always recheck it. Now, okay. on 119 here, we really want to see numbers like in, in the 90s, between 90 and 100. So if you look at the 119, um, so here, so anytime that you drop below 75 is significant. So you're down here to 67. Okay. Right. And then, uh -huh. and then basically that same day when you had dinner, you were up to 179. So that's literally a what, 110 point difference between your highs and your lows. So what's happening is every time that you spike up high, that causes inflammation, that causes, uh, increased insulin production and a whole inflammatory cascade. And that throws off your hormones and that causes fibromyalgia. And like every disease grows in a body where you have these high insulin spikes. So, let me back up. When you have high glucose, insulin automatically goes up. Okay. Right. So they go just go, they go hand in hand. So insulin is a very pro-growth hormone. So when I see this pattern here, like on the one one nineteen, like you have a hypoglycemic pattern and you have a hyper, you have both hypo, not enough, and hyper too much. So I think uh for you. Um, yeah, I think if you would normalize these numbers here, like this would give you a huge benefit to your health currently and definitely in the future. Um, now, me personally, I don't I like to see my numbers between 80 and 120. And you can see how your your you have numbers that are quite higher, higher than that. Yeah. Um, here, 198. So yeah. Um, so my, my advice is, is this, um, same here in 121, did you do a food journal with this? I mean, do you know, it'd be interesting to know like what you had, like on 122, 30 minutes after you ate, like, what was it? What did you eat? Oh, no, I didn't do a food journal. Yeah. Right. So that's what you want to start doing is doing a food <clears throat> journal. And then, cause then you can correlate some things, like some things that you might quote be, you think are healthy. Uh, are going to blast your sugar. Your glucose levels are going to go up. So it's not like you have to do this forever, but you want to get patterns. Like you're going to you're going to do it enough where you're going to know. Like you, you don't need to do this whatever one two three four five six seven fifteen times a day. Like once you get the pattern going, you're like you know I know what it's going to be. I've normalized it. Then you can spot check things. So this is the significant thing in this. Now one of the things if you miss meals, do you get shaky or lightheaded? Um. Depends if if it's been like I eat at like eight and in the morning and I don't eat till five at night, mid by like three o'clock I kind of I kind of get a little lightheaded, yeah. Okay. And I've always been like that ever since I've been a kid. Yeah. Do you have? Did you do the blood pressure check? Do you have hypo? Uh, do you have low blood nope. pressure? Nope. My blood pressure is perfect. Okay. And you did the meter. You did the check. Yeah, I well, I just went to the doctor, but my sister-in-law has one, and my my blood pressure has never been a problem. No. Okay, it's always one twenty, one twenty over eighty. It's never like one ten yeah. or one hundred five. No. 
Okay. If you're if your sister-in-law has one, I would just take it at home and just measure it because you're more relaxed at home. Okay. Um just because you kind of want to rule that out. Because if you if you have a hypo, if your blood pressure is low plus a sugar dysregulation, then you just gotta, you know, it's more of a, a combination of problems. Okay. All right. So one of the things I, I would try have you do is, you know, I would do have you done like intermittent fasting? Um, no, I've never done that. Okay. So like I would do like uh in 18:6, eat at, at noon and, and at like 6 p.m. And those are your, your two meals. And then you could snack between noon and six if you wanted to. Now, for me, that's what I try and do. Um yeah, normally we eat about five. Yeah. So you so you just want to like cut down the amount of times that you're eating because that will help your sugar levels. And okay. then you, you need to try, so I don't know what your food journal is. I mean, are you eating about your carbs? <clears throat> um, you know, so, so this is where you kind of have to look at this and say, <clears throat> what am I eating? Like if people are eating pastas and breads, all the, all that stuff is bad. So then if you do a paleo program, <clears throat> you're basically eliminating all these foods that really spike your, your sugar levels. Yeah. I went on the, I went what? online online and found like a paleo grocery list and yeah. like an, a meal idea plan. Yeah. And then here, if you go to my website, um, I think I showed this last time, the keto shake. If you just type in here, keto, uh, uh, oops, keto. Uh, like here. So this would be a super low glycemic load or a low insulin, okay. low sugar protocol. Like, you know, the brain octane, coconut milk. You know, you click right there. That's the stuff that I like. You get at Target. <clears throat> you can put okay. your fish oil in there. Uh, you could put, put uh, or uh, brain octane, which is good, healthy fats. Um, do you have brain fatigue or fog? No. No. Okay. Um so anyway, that's something that you could do. Okay. Uh, you know, this could be like a lunch or something. You know, you could make this up and you you could, you know, just keep it on hand. Yeah. So the paleo allows for like almonds and cashews, uh, cheeses. You know, you're, you can still, I think you can still have dairy on keto on, on the paleo. I've, I keep on forgetting. Um, but yeah, you just want to go, you know, add more fats. <clears throat> And try and stick to the paleo regimen and then keep your blood sugar. And you want to really work hard at getting these ranges 85 to 120. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Questions with that at all? Uh -uh. Okay. Barb, do you have any questions with that? No. Or John? No. No. Okay. John, did you take uh, numbers then for your wife there? Uh, yes. Okay. She, then you want to go what numbers do you want? Uh, just like the glucose. Are you having high glucose levels or low glucose levels? Is that is that I, an issue? Is that is that a low-hanging fruit? Yeah, it is because last week we addressed that, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So since last week, did you have you modified anything? Have you tried to change anything? I've gone keto. Wow. Okay, cool. And... Uh, so tell us the results. Tell us, are you still taking your glucose levels? Yes, every day. And okay. they're averaging about 
130, between 120 and 140. And then, um, you know, throughout the day, the 140s like in the evening before bed. Okay. So, and then last, I mean, you were saying before, prior to this, you were up in the 190s, right? Right. Okay. So I want to spend some time on this. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Like that's like, you know, life changing. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It you can go to Dr. Galili and spend $30,000 on special treatment and not get better because of this problem. Yep. All right. Yep. You know who Dr. Galili is, right? No. Okay. <clears throat> All right. He's some floxy guy in California. Um, oh. <laughs> so I, you you were floxed, right? Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay. Just so the people on here, those were uh, antibiotic damage. So I just want to spend some time here and go over this for, for you and the future people that me may, may, may be reading this. So okay. you were, you were on, uh, you were on a paleo program, right? You were eating paleo. I was eating AIP. Oh, AIP, even restricted. Okay. AIP. Yeah. Okay. So just to have this the recording AIP, we had to do this protocol and I imagine you were shot because some of your glucose readings were in the one nineties, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you think AIP, you're thinking, oh, that's great. Yep. Yep. Now, and, and I think it is great, but for you, you are not utilizing what this tells you. If you're on the AIP, which is the autoimmune paleo, which is the most restrictive meal plan that you can get on, in my opinion. <clears throat> yes, uh, mine too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you like keto better? Yes. I got things back that were really difficult to give up. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, this is really awesome. Really excited about that. So, um, you know, that just tells you that your insulin receptors, your glucose receptors just are failing or have failed. They've probably been, were failing for a long time. So you have to realize that, that your healing was being hindered by not enough uh, glucose, or I don't even want to say glucose energy production, because now if you're in keto, you're not using glucose, you're using fatty acids. Correct. For, for fuel. So this is the thing now, Kim, you may have to do this. And <clears throat> this may be where you go. Like if you go and you try this and these numbers haven't come down, that tells you that, you know, you're in the state now where your insulin and glucose receptors have been damaged enough where, where now you got to go, go keto. So <clears throat> you can use glucose, which is what your primary fuel source is for uh, anything besides the ketogenic diet. Now, if you're on a ketogenic diet, then you switch from glucose to fatty acids. And fatty acids doesn't take as much work to get into the cell to produce energy. So this is where when people's uh, metabolism has been damaged enough where, um, where where they need to switch to a full ketogenic uh, diet. Now, one thing I would tell you you might want to do is buy a, a keto mojo meter. Okay. Okay, you can see my screen, right? Yes. Okay. So this meter right here, and uh, so this measures your ketones. You see that okay. 1.8? So ideally, you want to get your ketones between 1 and 2, and that's when you know that you're in a solid state of ketosis. Okay, you want me in ketosis. You want to be in ketosis. Like if you're doing okay. a keto, ketogenic diet, yeah. you're in ketosis. Okay. okay, well, my husband's doing it and he's not wanting to be in ketosis. Well, if you so. if you do a ketogenic diet, that just happens. Yeah, okay. If you, if, if you do it, that just goes hand in hand. Unless you're not doing a true ketogenic diet, that's all. Right, 
Okay. Uh, okay. So since you've done this, have you noticed any changes at all? Um, my blood sugar is improving. Yeah. What about symptoms? Um, I've noticed with when my numbers are high in glucose, then my inflammation pain is spiked. Yeah. Like okay. that's when I'm not coping. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you're fully aware of that now, right? I am. And prior to this, you had no idea. Correct. Great. So that's awesome. So congratulations. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what the missing link was on the autoimmune, you know, the AIP and why I was still in so much pain. Yeah, it was glucose. And, you know, you yeah. could have other other things, too. You could have a mold problem. You could have heavy metal problem. You have you could have environmental pollutant problem. I mean, those are all possible with chronic conditions. Right. Right. Could, so could also, I'm, sorry, could the, could the... The insulin numbers for me, because I've always been um, insulin resistant mm -hmm. before I and had polycystic. Uh, polycystic you know? ovarian disease, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've always had both. Yeah. Well, you probably now, always had this problem here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then once I had my hysterectomy, I, I don't, you know, I, from everything I've been reading and researching on my own, that screws up my numbers worse because I had the hysterectomy. It screws up my um, insulin resistance even more. Well, I, I would imagine so. I mean, you went from having some kind of progesterone, estrogen, you know, hormone to none. Yeah. Or very, very minimal, right? So yeah. Sure. yeah, very, very minimal. <laughs> yeah, and this, this here, like if you have numbers like you're having here, like you'll have uh, – Basically, any high numbers in glucose will cause, in women, will cause more testosterone. You aromatize. What they call, basically, it's a fancy word saying that instead of making estrogen, progesterones, you make testosterone. Yeah. And, you know, they want to, you know, and they keep wanting to put me back on the or estrogen patches. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. it. It increases my chances of breast cancer fourfold for me. Why would I do that? Yeah. I said, I, I'm they, not. Was, I, were they going to do bioidentical or were they going to do... Uh, Hormonal. Hormonal. Some, okay. I mean, it's just because you can do some bioidentical. There's some actually good products now on the market that are estrogen that are bioidentical by Quicksilver. No, they were going to do estrogen patch. Yeah. Okay. That and I'm still like, no, I'm not going to do that. That still can be um, bioidentical. I'm not sure. But this here is a really great product. Uh, let me just see here. Um, So this company is great. Um, I mean, before you start taking this stuff, I think you need to have some strategy behind it, though. So this is the progesterone, and then they they make the same kind here that's on that's an estrogen, uh, that's bioidentical that you can actually get you know over the counter. You don't need a the you need yeah. a prescription. But anyway, okay, great. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. Um, let's go on to the next thing here. So. What I'm going to be going over here is these are two uh, real fundamental like protocols I've come up with. I think and I just call them the IV the IV protocols. So one of the thing is the IV the home IV protocol for for magnesium. So this is the the link here. But basically, this is what you do: is you buy some magnesium. How many people are taking magnesium on the call here? We have three people. How many take magnesium? I am. Two, I make I, I, I take a um one scoop um every 
every time I drink water and I drink about 96, 96 to 98 ounces a day. Okay, great. Now, so you're doing the IV mixture, you're drink, you're drinking the powder? Yeah. Okay. It's, Barbara, not, you... it's not the it's not the IV, it's it's a different brand, but it's along the same lines. Yeah. Okay. Barbara, are you I drinking did. it? Mm-hmm. I put a, a tablespoon of magnesium glycinate powder and just sip on it. And then sometimes I do two a day. Sometimes I just do one, depending on how much I'm going. The is that the way? I'm, yes. Is that the way I'm supposed to do yeah, it? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. It. You know, titrate up. Um, and and uh, yeah, so titrate up until you have loose stools and then titrate down. Now, you might want to check out different magnesiums. Um, and then I also but, take a magnesium tablet, magnesium um, nitrate or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. Yeah, I take one of one or two of those at night before bed. Okay. On top of the what I the one scoop every time I drink water. Okay. Yeah. Great. So here, so basically, it sounds like people have know this protocol, but this is real critical. You want to sip the magnesium the whole entire day. Now. Uh, you know, the purpose of that is magnesium, everyone's deficient magnesium. You need over four, it needs, it's needed for over 400 enzymatic reactions. So if you sip this the whole entire day, you're going to feed your mitochondria magnesium the whole day. Now here, there's different magnesium powders. So if you click this link here, and this is going to take you to the blog where I've just come up with different magnesiums. Like, for example, here, this is um, this innate here choice or innate, uh, magnesium has like three different magnesiums in it because sometimes magnesium will just, different magnesiums will react differently in your body. For example, like sometimes uh, this is magnesium glycinate. This is what I drink. It has like um, like a sweetness in it. So I like that. This is straight magnesium glycinate. This is magnesium glycinate without the sweetness. This here has a combination of three different types. So sometimes people react differently and they will cause like loose stool. So if you take one scoop of something, and it's causing loose stools, then uh, you, you might want to try a different brand or kind of cut down on this. Another thing, too, especially if you're having sugar spikes. Um, John, what's your wife's name? It shows up you uh, on, the, on, the, on the thing here. Sharon. Here, okay. Uh, okay, so this is a hack for both you and Kim. Is in... In your IV mixture, you, you, Sharon, you do this IV mixture, right? No, I take tablets. Oh, okay. So this here's another hack for you. All right. So you want to sip it the whole entire day. And then what you want to do is you can you can buy like fiber and you can put fiber into the mixture and that will slow the absorption down. So if you have some loose stool problems, put fiber in there. Um and that will help. Same thing too, if you have high sugar levels, drinking fiber with this IV mixture will uh, help decrease your sugar levels because the even the fat doesn't get absorbed so quickly because you have that fiber in there. Okay. So you can just get the you can get the powdered fiber. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if anyone got on the uh, full scripts account there, but you can go in there and. Um, uh, you can just order the the fiber. Um, let me just see if I have I have it here on the on the website somewhere here. Um, I'd like to say that the the um, magnesium has helped me somewhat with my um, being floxed. Okay, 
And how has that helped? It's helped. Well, I was so sore and hurting in my shoulders and hips and all and my legs. It's helped about 40%. Oh, shit. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And did you get that from, from my content or did you, did from you, you start yes. taking it? Okay. Yeah. Right. From you. And I take the the um, the oils too that you recommend, the, the trio that you recommended. Yeah, the trio. yeah. okay. Uh, I know some here along the site I have it, but basically it's made, it's it's fiber. You can take five grams, you can take 10 grams. You know, you want to play around with the dose, right? So each person's individual. Um, okay, so that's what I say about the IV protocol. Now, um, here, if you really want to geek out and see, you can get kind of fancy. And I used to do this whole thing here. I'm just going to play this video and just kind of blow it up. But what I would do is I would make these little cups here, right? And I would put like quercetin in there, turmeric in there, celery juice in there. I would put my vitamin D in there. I'd break up the capsules. So depending on how sick you are and how, you know, where you want to take your health, right? There's different levels that you can do. So I've broken out all these capsules. I put it in there. And then what I would do is then, you know, in my six, in my 64 ounces of, of water, I would put one of these things in there and sip that the whole day, right? So that's another strategy that you can, you can put in there. And again, it's on the lines of the IV, like the IV, I'm telling you, has been incredible. That's, that's been a huge breakthrough when it comes to my protocols is trying to mix things um, because then you're, you're, it's just like you're sitting at the freaking hospital with an IV, but these are things that like mother nature actually created for us to be well. And you're getting this sipping it the whole entire day. Okay. So here in the main notes, this is the anti-inflammatory drink right there. And these are the ma different magnesium powders there. Uh, if you want to geek out on that, uh, how many people are taking fish oil? I would imagine. Hi. Okay. Barb, Kim, are you? I take the bulletproof stuff. Okay. No, I have fish oils. I just haven't taken them no. in a long time. Okay. It's different. But right. I take the I take the bulletproof coconut oil and then yeah, the C8. Yeah. The name of the I can get the oil. brain octane. I'm sure it's brain octane. Yeah. And then Sharon, you're you're taking that right? I was, but I'm out now. Okay. All right. So here, here's just a, a quick picture of the basically the seven signs of magnesium deficiency. Um, I have. If you guys want to geek out on stuff, I just put you some references here. So here's magnesium and inflammation. If you're not familiar with, this is the National Library of, of Medicine. Is anyone familiar with this website? Mm -hmm. All right. So I'll mm -hmm. just explain what this is. So when research is published, um, any like scientific research, it's published on this database, which is PubMed. So if you really want to geek out, if you're really bored on a Friday or Saturday night, uh, if your husband or wife is ignoring you, you want to go to PubMed and just do some research, okay? So you go to PubMed, and then you just type in low magnesium and inflammation. And it, it's going to give you, here's the references, 268 references. And these are like medical journals, right? So the things that I talk about here, there's clinical application, but then there's also like all the research behind it. So low magnesium, uh, you can go on and on about the research. So here, if you ever have uh, scientific questions about something, especially if you have a lot of health conditions, you can go here and then you can actually see what the research shows. So here's low magnesium and inflammation. Here's omega-3 and inflammation. I just typed that in. And here there's 5,000 uh, research articles on this. So you can go in here and you know geek out on that stuff. 
Now, one of the things here is with official protocol is first of all here, here's why it's so significant. So you can see down here at the bottom, let me see if I can have a, show a pen here. Hang on a second. This thing flashes up here and then it goes away. I share, oh, here we go. Oh, uh, let me see. And annotation, oh, okay. Spotlight, okay. Okay, so you can see this right here. You see these are like rounded molecules. You see that? Can you see that? Okay, so this is EPA and DHA. It's essential. So what does that mean? That means that your, your body doesn't make these oils. Like your body doesn't make EPA and DHA, which is which is omega-3 fish oils. Just like your body doesn't make vitamin C. Like God didn't make our body to make vitamin C. God didn't make our body to make uh, fish oil. So if you're not taking fish oil, you know, this is a problem because what this does is because it has this like C shape. This is the cell membrane in here, right? So if you don't have any of these, uh, if you don't have any of these omega-3, all these are really straight and then things can't get in and out of the cell, right? So you have poor de detoxification. Besides all the anti-inflammatories, your brain's made up of this. Every single cell, this is your cell membranes right here. So the EPA and DHA actually get lodged into the cell membranes. And here you can see how they have the little crooked wing, I guess, there, or fatty acid. And that creates a surface area where things can get in and out of the cell. So this is why things are very, very critical, or you know, fish oil is very, very critical to take. Now, when people have any kind of problem, inflammation, flux, fibromyalgia, whatever it is, uh, really, the research is showing that uh, when you look at, at the bottle of something, right, if you look around here, it's going to say take two capsules. Like that's for someone that's well. That's for someone that doesn't have any problems. Like this is for a, 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 like a well-known dose, like for me, like I don't have any, any, any problems. But someone that has metabolic problems, whatever problems you have, you may need to take anywhere between I mean, if you're taking capsules, it could be five, it could be 15 different capsules. So, you know, one of the things I like is with liquid, and that's the stuff I, I recommend. If you if you really have a lot of inflammation, if you take one, two, or three tablespoons, tablespoons a day, you know, move your way up, go gradual. You don't do you don't want to do that all at once, but go gradual with teaspoons. Then what you're really doing, you're really saturating all your cells to make sure that they're getting enough making sure that they're getting enough EPA, DHA in the cell to make sure that the cell is pliable. Any questions with that? For now, the fiber, what kind of fiber, um, sorry, we're going backwards a sec. What kind of fiber are you suggesting like to just go get like fiber one? Well, no, um, let me see if I can get rid of my pen here. Um, because I'm like in your script thing, but I, I typed in fiber, but they have a shitload of them. <laughs> yeah. There's a peer encapsulation has one. Peer encapsulation mm -hmm. powder. Do that. You see that there? Pure. Let me go to pure. Amazon here, because if I go in my account, then all my clients' names pop up. Um, oh. Fiber, pure. Here, pure encapsulation. So this is what it's going to look like. Ah, now, now I got to figure out how to erase that damn thing. Um, 
That's annoying, huh? Here we go. Uh, Tap on your pen again, see if it goes away. Pardon? If you, where your pen was, maybe if you touch it again. Yeah, I got to go and erase it. Now, in order to, for me to erase it, this thing needs to pop up here. This. Uh, oh, here we go. Let me just get out of here. Uh, annotation, go to eraser. There we go. Okay, then you got to get out of eraser. Here we go. Okay, let's see if we can find it here on Amazon. Oh, here we go. Pureline. That right there. Yeah. Gluten free, non GMO. Fiber, powder. Okay. And this right here, each scoop has, I think, five grams okay. of fiber. Uh, looks like seven grams. But you put that in your drink and you just sip that. So that's a really good product. Now, how many how many scoops a day should I do that? I mean, it's all this is, you know, you could do one, you could do up to four. I mean, I would just mess around with it and see, like, you know, what your stomach can handle, those kind of things. You know, you know, you're on your numbers too, based on your numbers. Like, what's your what's your reading of the numbers? Um, so here's another like diagram I like. So when you look at like nerve pain or muscle pain, you can see this is the myelin sheath around here, right here, and how it's like wrapped up. All this right here is all loaded with uh, EPA and DHA. So if you're not taking this on a regular basis, if you're not taking enough, if you're not doing a super dose, a sick dose, you may not have the myelin sheath here uh, to have enough like good fatty acids. Pardon? The fish oil. Right? The fish oil, yep, fish oil, yep, fish oil, yep. And then you can, this is kind of a good visual. It's just how it just wraps, you know, it's just like, a, uh, just wraps around the, the axon. Uh, to form a good insulating barrier. Um, let me see here. Okay, well, that's pretty much what I had for, for today. Um, if anybody has any, any questions at all, I certainly can help answer some questions. I, I think do. This, okay. Okay, this is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Um, the mojo meter. Yep. Do I do that instead of the glucose meter I you, have? You can. I mean, I got to feel that you're, uh, you'll have to do trial and error, right? You could do both for a short period of time. I and mean, if you're going to stab yourself or poke yourself, you could do both readings. Because um, I, 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 my gut feels that you're not going to be in a state of ketosis, even though you're eating ketosis, just because mm -hmm. you're still changing over. Like it takes time to switch over from glucose, especially like if you're doing an AIP and your sugar levels are 190, I'm telling you, basically you're telling me you were eating meat and vegetables. Pretty much. Right. I mean, if you're eating meat and vegetables and your sugar's still at freaking 190, there's some serious metabolic distress on your cell membranes. Yeah. Right. So it can take some time to switch over now like the question is like well, why are the cell membrane so messed up 
So this is where you have to dive into it. Like what other causes are there? I mean, there's lots of, of other causes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So like for me, like when I start to look at doing the paleo diet, do you want me still to continue to take my blood sugars, before, you know, when I wake up before 30, an hour, two hours and before bed? I, I would do this until you have some certainty and you're able to predict. Okay. Right. Like I know, like if I eat something, I'm going to take my blood sugar. Like I, I know that, that what it's going to be roughly. Right. If you're taking these things and you're like, shit, it's 170, it's 180. That just tells you like there's there's too much dysregulation still. There's still problems. I mean, to, to, when you when you do it that often, it's it's for you. It's for you to get the data. So you should do it like as, as often as you think that you need to do it. Yeah. Right. So eventually, as you go through the process, you're going to like not need to do it so much because you're going to know what what's what's happening. Now, one thing, too, when you got your meter, Kim, did you get the the little I was trying to find mine. It, it has like you put this the the spike thing into it. You put this little thing into it and then it spikes up and then you can you click it. Do you know what it um, I have where I have. Um, the meter and the stick that I put in, and then I have the gun that I put the needle yeah. in. Okay, yeah. So the gun, you can adjust how deep the needle goes yes. in you. Okay, yes. all right. Just want to make sure you have that. Yeah, I I had to adjust it to because I was doing one or two and it wasn't really working. Yeah. So I figured out between four and five is where it works. Okay. And the only reason why I bring that up is because sometimes if you go too deep repeatedly, then it's it's painful. Yeah. Okay, so our next class, just so everyone knows, is the last class is going to be in, in two weeks, right? So in two weeks, there's there's like a lot of things that can occur for you. So it's going to be on, on February 7th. So the more protocols you get in, the more things you do, um, it's just going to be going to be better. So next week or in two weeks, uh, what we're going to be talking about is like cell membrane, I think like more gut protocols, hydrochloric acid challenge test. Um, are, is anyone on here having gas, bloating, constipation, or diarrhea? I'm having gas. Okay. I'm bloating. Bloating. Okay. What about Sharon or Barbara? Do you have any of those problems? Any GI distress? No, I'm not. Sharon. Okay. Barb, no. Sharon? When I don't take the magnesium citrate, I do. I'm constipation? Yeah. Yeah. I'm con I'm also constipated when I don't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that is just with your vagus nerve. Um I think that I'm gonna be fine now because I went on a vegan diet. Is that okay? Uh I'm not a huge fan of those. You're not? Why not? No, because you don't get any like you're not eating beef then, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh I did There's, take two bites of my husband's steak tonight. <laughs> pardon? I said I had two bites of my husband's steak tonight. Okay, all right. I yeah, like I, mean, I like beef too much to do that. So yeah, I mean, you, 
I mean, there's so many, there's so many nutrients in beef. And if what I find is when people go vegan, they don't eat meat, they have like some clinical anemia problems and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, you have to really do like to know for sure, I would tell you to do some blood work and figure it out. Uh, but here you can do, you can stimulate your vagus nerve right here. So if you just type in vagus exercises on my website, because your vagus nerve is what controls your GI system, which basically comes from your skull and goes all the way down to your organs. Um, I wonder if I have a picture of it here. No, I don't. Uh, but it's really simple. The, the simple protocol is you just get some water. <clears throat> you get some water. And then you gargle really, really hard twice a day, like like super, super hard. Because what you're doing is when you gargle, you're stimulating your vagus nerve. And your vagus nerve, vagus means wandering, if you look it up. So just water? Yep. Just so you can see the anatomy here. Um Uh, oh, I mean, can you see this picture here on the left? You see all that yellow mm-hmm. coming from the neck? You see all that? Ye- that's a vagus nerve, right? And that's the vagus. It's massive. I mean, it's, it's it's the biggest nerve that you have in your body. Let me see if you find a better one. Um, so if if you can exercise that, see, these are all like like the, these little gems that add up. Um, Okay, so here's another picture of the yellow comes from your brainstem all the way down there. So if you can gargle really hard, there's another picture, right? It goes all your digestive system. So if you gargle, and you should gargle until like you almost want to tear. That's how hard it should be because your vagus nerve sits right by the the nucleus that causes tearing. So if you really stimulate your vagus nerve, you're also going to stimulate because they're neighbors. You're also going to stimulate like tearing as well. So if you're tearing you know that you're you're um that you're aggressively exercising your vagus nerve and then if anyone's on instagram uh here is my account on instagram um so this is a cool video it's almost got 13,000 views so instagram on tiktok these are all like quick